Shalom, and welcome to Via Hafta Yisrael, a Hebrew phrase which means you shall love Israel. We hope you'll stay with us for the next 30 minutes as our teacher, Dr. Baruch, shares his expository teaching from the Bible. Dr. Baruch is the senior lecturer at the Zera Avraham Institute based in Israel. Although all courses are taught in Hebrew at the Institute, Dr. Baruch is pleased to share this weekly address in English. To find out more about our work in Israel, please visit us on the web at loveisrael.org. That's one word, loveisrael.org. Now, here's Baruch with today's lesson. We see so frequently in the scripture this concept of redemption. And I've made mention to you several times that redemption has an implication to it. It brings about restoration. Can we understand that differently? Yes, we can. Restoration is putting things in the order of God. And realize that nothing is going to go well in your life, at least not for the long term, until you are living your life according to God's ordering for your life. And we need to acknowledge that God gives instructions. Let me say that differently. He gives laws and commandments and precepts and ordinances that we are called to learn and we are called under the leadership of the Holy Spirit to apply them to our life. So through obedience, our life begins to order the purposes of God God, and order those things that are pleasing to God. When you are committed to the will of God, you are going to be used by Him and the outcome of your obedience is going to be that you will be well-pleasing to God. And that's what we're called to be. Now, the next thing that I want you to see, and this is going to be underscored in this passage, is this. There are benefits from being in a covenantal relationship with God. I want to underscore that and state that again. There are wonderful benefits from being in a covenantal relationship with God. And God makes His order. He gives us His instruction. He teaches us biblical truth so we can understand that there is a benefit from having a covenantal relationship with God. Now, we know that Israel had such a covenantal relationship with God, but since the entrance of Messiah into this world through the incarnation, when the Son of God took upon himself human flesh and clothed himself in the likeness of a man being fully man, but also always fully God. What do we know? We know that there is a new covenant. And that is the covenant that we need to be concerned with because that new covenant is a kingdom covenant. It is a covenant that relates to redemption. It is a covenant that relates to promise and blessing. Why? Because there is an inherent relationship between the new covenant and the Abrahamic covenant. And we're taught that in the place that we began for our call to worship. That is in Galatians chapter 3. We read verses 26 through the end of that chapter. But in Galatians 3 verse 16, we see how Messiah, 
He is the seed of Abraham. And if we have hope of inheriting the promise, as we talked about at the conclusion of our call to worship at the end of Galatians chapter 3, we need to be part of that family of Avraham. And the only way that one can be in that family, and it's a spiritual family, it is a family through redemption. This redemption causes us to be adopted into the eternal family of God. And this redemption, this reconciliation, this adoption brings us into God's eternal presence whereby we can have access to God's perfect provision for our life. And what can we do with that perfect provision? We are to serve God with it, not to misappropriate it based upon what we want, what we like to have, but to obey God's instruction and utilizing that provision in order to accomplish His will. Now, we're going to see that that the concept of redemption, well, we've been talking about it, We've been mentioning the year of Jubilee, which has a redeeming effect on the land and on individuals. Through a redemption, as I mentioned, and through that year of Jubilee, there's a restoration. There's things being put back in order. And we find that those who have a covenant relationship with God benefit from that year of Jubilee. And those who have no covenant with God they are not going to receive the same outcome. We're going to find that when you have a covenant with God, one of the things that covenant, remember I said there was many benefits to a covenantal relationship. One such benefit is freedom. You're no longer in bondage, the bondage of sin or any other type of bondage. You have been set free. We are free indeed. And that freedom or that liberty is allowing us to serve God. That's what one who knows God is known by God in that covenant relationship. That's what one in that covenantal relationship will want to do. He will be born again. He will be regenerated. And his new nature will be a nature that longs to serve God. It's obedience to that call that is going to bring about the proper order in his life now i mentioned we're going to be speaking about redemption the year of jubilee being set free and set free from being a slave but we need to be very careful when we look at the scriptures we see that there are two types of slaves there's a slave from among your brethren which would mean a fellow Israelite and those Israelites who find themselves in slavery to other Israelites you say well how could that happen well we've talked about it if someone becomes in a desperate financial situation they under that situation alone they can sell their land or their home and they can become based upon that cell they become indentured servant a bond servant to another individual but if that individual 
has a covenantal relationship meaning a fellow israelite then we find that that person goes free he goes free in the shemitah year actually at the conclusion of the shemitah year and whatever land that was lost he also also that land is restored redeemed by the power of jubilee now as we have seen there's many laws too shemitah that seventh year and also seven times seven seven shemitah cycles and then the next year is that year of jubilee and i hope you remember what that term yovel jubilee in english means remember the word that we were given in order to help us understand it better that word dwar which is freedom and liberty through jubilee which is related to redemption we are now set free and once again we can concentrate on the will of god doing what god has commanded us to do let's begin look with me if you would to leviticus chapter 25 leviticus chapter 25 beginning in verse 42 word says god is speaking and he says for my servants are them which i have brought them out from the land of egypt so god the first thing we see here in this passage is that god is a redeeming god what is mentioned the exodus from egypt and the exodus from egypt occurred on passover which is known as the festival of redemption so again there's many clues in the biblical text in regard to redemption and we're going to be talking about the benefits of that now first and foremost we need to see something we see in this 42nd verse that god is revealing himself as a redeeming god now if i am part of god's family and god is my father through faith in that gospel then i am called to serve my father we can say it differently i am called to be like my father and if he's a redeemer then i need to be a redeemer as well and this is what we're going to see in this passage look again at verse 42 for my servants are they which i have brought out them from the land of egypt and then it says they shall not be sold in a a cell of a slave meaning they should never be sold in a typical offering of individuals to be slaves so in the world now here again god is not saying that this is pleasing to him when people are sold into slavery that's not what this passage is saying but it did happen in society both in and we'll see this among gentiles in those families and and communities and nations and ethnic groups that did not have a covenant with god people being sold into slavery were most common we need to see that and god is telling that we're supposed to be different 
And therefore, first and foremost, when we look at verse 42, it simply says, I have redeemed. Who has he redeemed? The children of Israel. He's done so with the blood of the lamb. When has he done so? On Passover. And he brought them out of Egypt. What were they in Egypt? Slaves. But now they belong to him. He has redeemed them. And he gives a commandment and he says, they, meaning the children of Israel, they shall not be sold in a slave cell. That's literally what it says. Mimkeret Avid, verse 43. Now, he speaks about a different situation. And we'll see what that is. Look at verse 43. It says, you shall not rule over him and the next word is perich which is hard labor now where this word first appears in the scripture is back in the book of exodus and when we see that the egyptians because god were blessing god was blessing the jewish people they were being blessed and therefore the egyptians became concerned they saw that that despite that they were oppressing the hebrews the hebrews were still growing and multiplying god's blessing was upon them and instead of wanting to join with them what did they want to do the egyptians wanted to destroy them now if you see god's blessing on someone You should say how are they being blessed what is it that's causing them to to receive these good things these blessings these things that that are supernatural that are not normal and you should want to take hold of that and apply it to your life that is what a normal person will do but the egyptians they wanted to destroy the israelites so he says here look at verse 43 it's a general statement which is do not rule over him who's him well we saw this last week a fellow israelite a fellow jew don't rule over him in this uh, harsh labor placing upon him harsh labor and why shouldn't you do that well here's the reason he says but you will fear from your god now having a healthy fear of god is good and what he's saying is even though others if you look at the nations and we're going to see a word of scripture that is interpreted in judaism and we're a few verses away from it i'll remind you of this when we come there but it's a word that relates to a a family that are idol worshipers and we see that idol worshipers they have a totally different perspective and if they get a hold of a slave purchase it however they would enslave that person in harsh labor and what god is saying here is this you don't behave in this way especially And this is an example of a benefit of having a covenant with god especially one who 
in this case is a fellow israelite and your motivation is because you will fear from god and again this word for god is relating to god as judge god judges we need to remember that knowing that god judges will cause us to to give second thought to doing things our way when we realize god's going to judge us for everything and even though as believers because of that new covenant we are forgiven and we will be in the kingdom of god but that does not mean that god is well pleased with everyone who's going to be in his kingdom who is he well pleased with those who understand that ultimately and i love the name daniel which means god is my judge we need to remember that all the time that god is our judge move to the next verse verse 44 and he says and and so many bibles add words i'm going to make very very clear tonight in my translation i don't want to add words to give a different understanding a different connotation he says here and your male servant and your female servant which they will be unto you from the nations which are around you from them you may purchase a male servant or a female servant so he says here it is permissible god is not commanding but he's saying that it is indeed possible for those who are part of his covenant people to acquire now that word purchase can also mean acquire i do believe that it's a business transaction and he's saying that you can acquire both male and female slaves now why would people be in this situation well the most common reason both within the jewish community and outside the jewish community is because of debt so they had a debt and therefore someone would pay off that debt and therefore that person would have to come and work for them in order to repay that and at the end of that time depending upon circumstances and we'll come to that at the end of that time there's a benefit if you're part of god's covenant people that that work can no longer be longer longer than than six years but in certain cases we see additional information being taught to us and we'll come that come to that in a moment but notice what he says in verse verse 44 and your male servant and your female servant which they will be unto you from the nations not from the the israelites but from the nations which are around you from then you may acquire a male or a female servant verse 45 and also from among the ones that sojourn and the ones who dwell or we could say the sojourner who dwells with you from them so again we're not talking about fellow israelites but from those who 
are simply living and usually this word toshavim have to do with someone who is living in israel a non-jew a non-israelite a non-covenant people but intends to live there for the long term in a permanent manner that is at least the initial uh, expectation that he has look again at verse 45 and also from among the children of the strangers or sojourners that dwell with you from then you may purchase or you will purchase from their families which are with you and the ones who are born in your land they shall be to you for and notice this ahuza ahuza comes in word for holding on to or a possession now here's an important principle if we're dealing with someone who is not part of god's covenant people then in that circumstance a person may be acquired and that person will become the possession that person who is not part of god's covenant people does not have to go out at any certain time being being set free this is a difference between being part of god's covenant people and not being part of god's covenant people look at verse 46 he says and you will inherit them for your your children literally your sons and your daughters after you for a a inheritance of a possession forever so here's what it's saying is that when you buy from those who are not part of god's covenant people they can be a possession of yours and not just for you but also they can pass to the next generation to your children they can be what in bondage for a longer period of time for perpetually or what we're speaking about until they die now why is that that teaches us a principle and that is that there is no redemption there is no freedom without a covenantal relationship with god and when you have no covenant you are going to suffer and that suffering is in this world this world is going to be a very difficult place for those who have no covenantal relationship so look again at verse 46 where it says and you will inherit them for your children after you to inherit as a eternal and this means for perpetuity a a eternal possession and it says among them they shall serve or among them you shall it says here you can serve that they can serve but then it says and among your brethren of the children of israel that you have an individual who is part of your brothers it says here once more 
you shall not rule over him in in this harsh labor so it makes a point that for those who have no covenant relationship they're going to be in that situation for perpetuity meaning until they die and we're going to find that their children are going to inherit their parents situation and again this teaches spiritual principles because you know why i'm a a sinner because my father is a sinner and why is he a sinner because his father and we can go all the way back to abraham and the only thing that can change your circumstances is redemption and redemption is provided through a covenant a covenant of redemption this is what we see with the exodus from egypt so all of this is teaching us the benefits of entering into a redemptive relationship with god by means of a covenant and we see a distinction here those that are not from your brethren if he's not part of my brother meaning my people then this one has no uh, rights he does not go free and he can be served and made to work in a very very uh, hard way verse 47 and if the the sojourner who dwells with you if his hand achieves meaning this if by some means that this one who is a slave and here again a slave without a covenantal relationship not part of your brothers if there is a slave that dwells among you he's a sojourner that dwells among you and his hand obtains and the implication is that which is able to set him free if he has the means to purchase his redemption then he does that but your brother who becomes poor and it says that is also with him meaning with this this sojourner that has become wealthy and it says that this one of your brother becomes uh uh poor and he is sold to this sojourner that dwells with you or not only to this sojourner or to the family of this sojourner now there's that important word that i mentioned earlier and it's word lay a care and in this case according to the sages it speaks about an individual who is practicing uh, idolatry and therefore there is a special if you have one of your brethren meaning a fellow israelite that becomes poor and what happens if he becomes poor and he sells himself to that sojourner who has achieved has become wealthy if that sojourner if he has the ability to if he's a slave to set himself free you have to do that you have to let him go free if he can pay if the sojourner simply becomes wealthy while a fellow israelite becomes poor 
and this fellow israelite sells himself to this wealthy sojourner or to the family of this wealthy sojourner and the implication here by a very important word is that this one is a a family of idol worshipers what happens look at verse 48 after this one is sold it says redemption will be for him by what one of his brethren will redeem him now as i was going over this passage with my wife the translation that she was using said something very different it says one of his brethren meaning one of his family members may redeem him in in hebrew it doesn't say may you see that word may implies well if you'd like you can but you don't have to but when we look at it in the original language it's simply in the future meaning you will redeem him that's the implication that if you have the means to do so you will do just that verse verse 49 or his uncle or the son of his uncle that would be his cousin will redeem him or someone from the rest of his flesh meaning of his family it's a word basar basaro which has to do with flesh someone who's of that same flesh that same family is implication from his family will redeem him or if his hand and it's the same thing has achieved has obtained and meaning that he has become wealthy enough then he shall redeem he will redeem himself so the implication is he shouldn't stay in that situation as a slavery if he has the means to go free he takes what he has presumably if you read the commentaries if god has blessed him so that he has the where for all to redeem himself he will redeem himself that's the implication that god wants him to do just that look now to verse 50. if he's going to do that and redeem himself we have to know something we have to know how much is required how do we figure up the price of redemption remember the context one of your brothers meaning a fellow israelite he has fallen on hard times he has become poor therefore he sells himself and if he has the means now he should redeem himself but what's the price that he should pay well he's going to tell us this look if you would to verse 50. and he will calculate with the one who purchased him from the year that that he was sold unto the year of jubilee so in this case this one now notice the implication is that he was sold to someone who is not part of a covenant the covenant people not a fellow israelite therefore he has to do something he and the principal 
of jubilee is still relevant even though the one who has has purchased him doesn't have to recognize jubilee if he's not an israelite and if someone if someone is going to pay for this one's redemption the year of jubilee figures into it and the reason for it is this the jubilee has power attached to it it has authority it in itself brings about a change a restoration a putting things in order so it says he will calculate with the one who purchased him from the year that he was sold to him until the year of jubilee and it shall be that the kesef which means the money from his purchase shall be the numbers of years as a days of a hired hand uh, that will be with him meaning this when you figure out what to pay you pay the normal rate of a hired servant and you times that rate by the number of days until the year of jubilee this is what it's saying here why to teach the people how powerful and significant jubilee is verse 51 if there is still many years according to it meaning many years according to the time that that the jubilee is it says he will return meaning he's going to have to pay out he's going to have to return uh for his redemption from the money of his purchase meaning this if there was a lot of money paid and why would there be a lot of money paid because there's a lot of years to jubilee therefore this one is going to get a greater benefit why because that one's going to have to work for him for a longer period of time now because of that the payment's going to be higher that's what it's saying verse 52 but if there are little meaning a few years left until the year of jubilee then it says he shall calculate for him according to his years meaning the years that are left until jubilee he shall return meaning he shall return that money for his redemption now again the implication is twofold number one if that individual finds the means to redeem himself he should do that now we have the general principle for how you figure up the payment or if it's someone who is a brother and the term brother simply means a relative it can be a literal brother it can be some other relative from the flesh of his family meaning from that same bloodline that same family this one will redeem him that's implication if you have the ability you do it and here's the payment that is is to be calculated look now to verse 53 as a hired hand the years of years will be with him you shall not rule over him 
it says here with uh, uh, hard harsh labor uh, before your eyes meaning this you shall not be someone who places upon someone with a covenant this harsh labor treating someone for the sake of getting whatever you can from them working them in a very very uh, hard manner he's saying you don't do that you should treat him as you would a hired hand now why is that mentioned there well if you're a hired hand and you're getting paid for your labor and someone is exploiting you what will you do you will leave and therefore in that same way you should consider that person as a hired hand both in the calculations of the pay and how you deal with him verse 54 but if he will not redeem it says here in these meaning in these ways if that's the case he says he will go out in the year of jubilee and when he goes out in the year of jubilee it's both him and the children his sons and that can imply his children his sons and daughters are with him meaning this the year of jubilee not only restores him but all that is with him his entire family and we see something and this goes back to passover and passover as i said is the festival of redemption you have passover with the family and there was a family benefit a household benefit for passover and passover relates to redemption so that redemption should impact your family this is what the scripture is revealing verse 55 our last verse where it says and god is speaking he says for to me are the sons of israel now the sons of israel means the children of israel both male and female for to me the children of israel and then it says slaves or servants my servants are they why whom i brought them out from the land of egypt and why did he redeem them it says because i am the lord your god and our god is a redeeming god and we should and we know this that the scripture says you for every believer have been given a ministry of reconciliation and we see that there is an inherent relationship between reconciliation and redemption it is only through redemption and redemption through the blood of the lamb now we have that in a symbolic way in the passover 3,500 years ago, and we have it in the fullest understanding 2,000 years ago when Messiah laid down his life. And who is Messiah? The Lamb of God. And he shed his blood, and it's through his blood that we are redeemed. And that blood establishes a new covenant. Isn't that what Messiah taught on the night that he was betrayed before he was, was crucified? When he took the cup and he said, this cup is the cup of the new covenant which is in my blood so we find that redemption has a reconciling impact with us 
it reconciles us with god and therefore through redemption we become servants servants of the living god and we're supposed to be given that ministry of reconciliation we are and we're supposed to influence people work in people's life in order that they are reconciled to god why so that we can serve him that we can lead others to serve him and realize this and this will be our last point tonight redemption has two aspects there is the purchase what is provided what is paid for redemption but there's that second aspect of redemption i've shared with you many many times in hebrew there's two words for redemption there's padut that is that payment and there's also geula which is the outcome of redemption and here what's significant is they speak about geula that's the word here used for redemption both in the verbal form and the noun form that appears here geula and likol and why is that important because god wants us to experience the outcome the consequences of redemption and what is that victory and victory is found in the will of god it's only through redemption that i can find myself in god's will with god's provision to do his will to accomplish him to be what is the greatest compliment that you can receive and that is to be called and acknowledged by god as his servant this is what we are called to be this is what we have been reconciled and redeemed for to become his faithful servants and my hope is as we learn more about jubilee we understand that this wonderful blessing this freedom this liberty is so that we can serve god that we can do what he has commanded his people to do and doing so we bring honor and glory unto him that is why we were created initially and that is why we were redeemed and created anew so that we could be instruments and vessels that glorify god well close with that until next week shalom well we hope you will benefit from today's message and share it with others Please plan to join us each week at this time and on this channel for our broadcast of loveisrael.org. Again, to find out more about us, please visit our website, loveisrael.org. There you will find articles and numerous other lectures by Baruch. These teachings are in video form. You may download them or watch them in streaming video. Until next week, may the Lord bless you in our Messiah Yeshua, that is, Jesus, as you walk with Him. Shalom from Israel.